Hey, you listen to Commander Cookout Podcast. Podcaps? <laughs> what the hell am I talking about? Podcaps. What? Hey, you listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 255. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. Today, we're going to continue our adventure in the Forgotten Realms by talking about the rest of the set. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What is going down? Whole ton is going down. We're recording on another strange day, so we got some interesting lighting as the sun sets on another sun-scorched day here in Saskatchewan, Canada, shining through the forest fire smoke as the northern part of our province is not all the way on fire, but pretty close. Yeah, I was just looking directly at the sun, and it barely hurts my eyes. Yeah, it's... <laughs> It's getting it's getting pretty silent hill up in this bitch. And we got some people to thank, stories to tell, a bunch of cards to talk about before we get to any of that. We have to thank our official business daddies fusiongamingonline.com. They're a source for all your dungeons and dragons and gaming needs. Very much so. They do actually have dice there. Like sets of dice. They do have them. You can order them. Ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it by the way, speaking of ordering. Get this. Awesome. Yeah. CCO Fusion 5 promo code to get you 5% off. Oh, shit. As if you didn't know that if you're a longtime <laughs> Nationalite, but I do have Forgotten Realms packs on order. They're in the mail. Ooh. Yeah. Boosties, sets, set boosties, collecty boosties, regular boosties. Wow. Commander products. I wasn't going to buy any of it, but then when I seen like kind of How the- fucking awesome they are? Well, you know, I think the Monster Manual cards are pretty cool. We're going to talk about oh, those. I got yeah. notes to talk about those oh, for yeah. sure today. And uh, I do think that, that uh, what was the other thing that I liked? I don't know. There's a couple cards that I want. And of course, you'll be able to find them on, on our Facebook page when I paint them, right? But Every Thursday on our Facebook page. There it is. The point is, is, I've got the booster packs on order for the pre-show guessing game. If you guessed yes from yesterday's oh, yeah. pre-show, we're getting right into business here. Wait, What's the card? The Flump. The Flump. Now, that, is, is that a D&D &D thing? Yes. It's, it's like a, a farting jellyfish with eyes? It's a little jellyfish thing that lives in the underdark that's the area of Faerun or toral that's under the ground you could and it's a little like psionic jellyfish and it goes around and it like sort of takes in the thoughts of all of the things around it oh. and if it meets somebody who it thinks is like a good dude good person hanging around in the underdark it'll like tell them things Oh. About like, hey, there's a hook horror over here. There's an umber hulk over here. There's a bunch of illithids down this way. You should not go that way. And if it doesn't like you? And if it doesn't like you, it doesn't tell you any of that stuff. And if you try and like grab it or do anything kind of bad to it, like, flump, tell me some shit, it'll fart on you. And that's what it's doing in the art. And that's what it's doing in the art. Oh, very good. That okay. orc's like, yo, flump, tell me some shit. And the orc's like, no, fuck you, and farts right in his face and... Zoomed out. Flies away, yeah. Okay, very cool. Yeah. Well, if you guessed that, you're in to win next week's giveaway pack, which by that time I'll probably have the the Forgotten Realms packs in the stinky onion bag. No oh, guarantee yeah. you'll get one of those because I mix them all up with a big spoon, but uh, maybe you'll get one. Who knows? Anyways, last week's winner. Last week's winner. Gave us some, some stuff that they're excited about regarding... Oh, yeah. What they were going to build, what they weren't going to build, what the flavors good, what they, they liked. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Last week's winner, get at us, commandercrooked at gmail.com, Carl Webb. Oh, like the book. What, the spider? Oh. Charlotte. Oh. Yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but yes. You're, you're right. Like the book. Okay. <laughs> Carl, get at us. Let us know where to send your stinky old pack. Other business. Other business. Other business, because we got to fly through it, or editor Joe Mama's going to beat our ass for making another two-hour show or whatever. <laughs> We've got some patrons to thank. Let's do it. Patreon.com slash CCO podcast. Lots of great benefits. You get your name in the credits of our top five in fives every second week. We made one of those just before we came up here. Yes, in the Forgotten Realms. Oh, my God. Not to detract from our thank yous, but that is one of the benefits is uh, one of the tiers or two of the tiers actually get your name in those credits. So we'd like to thank you by putting your name on our video content. You, you, you can help us contribute to some of the content that we make, decks and all that kind of stuff on, uh, on our Discord, which is a lot of fun. Get your finger blasts going right? they're pretty good I you, like ever, that part. you ever finger blast anybody 
Like on the Discord, I mean. <laughs> of course I have. I have the the gummy bear giving the finger gift. Oh, you got the gummy I, bear one. Oh yeah, I got a couple of I got a couple of spicy meatballs that there's, I throw in there from time to time. There's lots of wrestling gifts, hey. Oh yeah, yeah. Our our Discord is cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I asked you that question. You gave me the look. Everybody who wasn't watching on YouTube, which you probably should, because you're fucking listening to us anyway. <laughs> yes. Yes, uh, would have seen the face that kind of Brando gave me there. It was funny. I, I, I interpreted that question differently than you meant it. That happens lots, mm -hmm. lots and lots and lots. Big thanks to all the new YouTube subs, by the way. I guess Brando yelling at people does work it's a working. little bit. Peer yeah. humiliation is is uh, the quickest way to teach somebody something. Oh. I, I was taught that at an old workplace one time. Huh. Very toxic environment. Yeah, I feel like that's... I'm glad you don't work there anymore. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. The patron thank yous. First one. First shout out, thank you, benefit, F you, whatever it is. Benefit. This is Ford Perro. Like Ford. Like the car? Yeah, he told me that's his name. Look, I could go to a dealership and buy a Ford Ferro right now? Ford Perro. Perro. Ford Perro. Yeah. That's like a three-cylinder motor with like... Three tires. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> two in the back, one in the front. Is that not a make or model of car? I don't even. I feel like it is. No. Are you sure? Like no, a, but it should be. Okay, we got to be something. We got to do something a little Ford bit more. Ferrero. That that a uh, a, a Ferrero is a thing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like no, a, a Fiero. A Fiero. A Fiero. Is it a Ford? Ah, uh, I think so. You know what else kind of sounds like Ford? Fork. Fork Fiero. Yeah. How about um, how about um, Flumpf Fiero? And then he can be... Uh, oh, a little farting jellyfish. A little like farty that. jellyfish. All right, I'm into it. Yeah. Flump, Flump Fiero. Flump Fiero. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Welcome to a, the... That was a twisting adventure. That was an underdark journey we went yes, on. Yes. Yes, we journeyed into Flump Fiero's underdark. <laughs> and hope he shaves. <laughs> Don't Google it. No, definitely no. not. No, no, no. Next one. I didn't tell you this name. Okay. I didn't tell you this name just to get the reaction. This okay. is Matt Moorhead. <laughs> <laughs> well, that seems pretty easy, but to get more head is actually harder than one would think, especially when you're married. What? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. I wouldn't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Moorhead. I don't know if that needs a nickname, but what about uh, Maximum Moorhead. Maximum Head. I like Maximum Moorhead. Maximum Moorhead. Yeah, I like that. I like. I like. Yeah. Must be married. Getting. <laughs> must not be married. Getting Moorhead. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> how about how about uh, uh, dictate Moorhead? <laughs> what? You're just bringing in words that you thought oh, of. Well, what do you always say when you when we read dictate of Erebos? Dictaste. <laughs> That's how you say it. <laughs> well, Mr. Moorhead, whichever whichever combination of any of those nicknames you like. You be our guest and welcome to the nation. <laughs> very much so. F you for being here also. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Not yeah, very often yeah. do we get uh, one that's that easy that we don't come to a... Well, yeah, we don't have to really do anything with that. Yeah, yeah, really. What we do have to we do. We just call him Sean Stasiak. Sean Stasiak. No, I like anything to do with Moorhead. Okay. What we do have to do. Oh. We do have to talk a little bit about our giveaway. Oh, yeah. Our secret layer Valentine's Day with the Heliod. You can get it by following us on any of the socials and liking, subscribing, retweeting, sharing on Facebook, all that stuff. Do that. You're going to be you're going to want to be subscribed to all the CCO socials in the month of August where not only are we kicking off a new secret layer giveaway. Oh shit. Yeah, but we're also kicking off a new thing with all that stuff I, that we've been showing you. You know the thing. Remember? When oh yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. I do. I no. do. I forgot for a second, but then Ryan gave me the look, and you would have seen that look if you're fucking watching us on YouTube because you listen to us anyway. And now I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we did get the revisions back. They look great, and stuff like this just takes a long time, everybody. So bear with us. The other thing we have to do. Uh oh. Talk about Forgotten Realms. Oh yeah. Okay. It's very exciting. We usually, because we we are want to do, we usually look at things like. The showcase frames. Mm -hmm. and, in, and we're going to do that. In which case we've got, you called them monster manual showcase frames? Yeah. You like these? You don't like these? Oh, I super like them. Like top top five? Yeah. Top three? Mm, nah. 
No. No, top, top five. five, though, for sure. Okay, top five. These are, I guess D&D came out, like, in the 70s, right? Yeah. And these would be, like, the black and white old school monster manuals like they were printed back then. Yeah, they're meant to look like, let's say you found, like, an old book, you know, like, old, like, not crumply paper, but like old worn kind of coffee aged paper. Like done... a tomb. Yeah, exactly. And it'd or have like tomb. all the stuff Sorry. in old yeah, yeah. ink quill lettering on it. That's what they're kind of meant to look. And then they put a splash of color on the back so you can tell what the color identity of the card is. I very much but, appreciate that. But I, I like those. <laughs> I think I haven't seen one in foil yet, but I bet you they're going to look cool. Yeah. I have a feeling that they're going to look cool. And none of them are etched, so I have oh, a feeling they're going to look cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's one of the showcase treatments. Yeah. And you like those. like them a lot. The, uh, I will be collecting one of each in foil. To make a monster manual. Yeah. Right? I even have a binder all set up for it already. I'm very excited for oh, this okay, one. This cool. is going to be cool. That one is going to be cool. Yeah. I'm waiting for the Pokemon fucking crossover, and you can get the Pokedex uh the Pokedex showcase where it looks like the Pokemon is in the Pokedex and everybody can make a Pokedex. I hate you. Yeah. Yeah. Alter Pro and all them retailers like that will be cashing in so they can do their co-branding magic and Pokemon binders and shit, eh? I hate that. <laughs> I hate everything about what you just said. The other showcase frame is like a a campaign manual cover yeah from the 70s right for the lands yeah, yeah. those are really those oh, ones you're, I, you're right it is only the lands isn't it yep and those okay. ones i have seen in foil and they are cool the, and you like those yeah. ones too they look really cool i like those as well not for everybody i get like i've seen i've seen a few people saying oh this isn't really my thing i don't really like them but cuz the, they look the nothing like a magic card the solid color background i think of yeah. books of that vintage <laughs> yeah are could be off putting Mm-hmm. The center justified text and like they do look like a book cover. Yeah. That's what they look like. That's, that's what they are. Yeah. Like, I I actually like them not only because they do look like something familiar, like you're opening something up that is familiar, but the art that is actually featured on them as it would be on the book cover looks really cool. It's yeah. good art. They're just cool little collector's items and they're cards that you don't have to get in that treatment. So... Cool. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Just well, just like any other showcase room. Yeah. You either like it or you don't like it or you're indifferent and you can get whichever version that you want. Yeah. And if you don't like it and you don't want to spend thirty bucks on a booster pack, just buy regular packs. Yeah. And that's uh I think that th- I think that all of the special stuff except for the extended art rares are actually in Reggie boosters? I I, re- I actually read this one. So well, I we don't know, got the spreadsheet but, in front of us. But I don't have it. the spreadsheet yeah. right now, but I think that you can get the showcases, the sketches, and... You usually my go-to guy for that. Oh, I said sketches. And, oh, I'm oh I'm rattled now. I'm rattled now. You're usually my go-to guy where I say, where do I get this? And you say, oh, yeah, it's in collector boosters, set boosters, and, and whatever. Because they changed it up a little bit. I think it's just the extended art rares that you get in... They're only exclusive to the collector boosters this time around. I think set boosters and oh. draft boosters. You can correct me if I'm wrong down in the comments, but I'm pretty sure that you're not going to get left out in the cold if you don't buy collector boosters this time. You can unless get the cool the sh- Yeah, you can get the showcase frames in set boosters. Yeah. And if you want the extended art ones, then you got to go collecty. Yeah, but if you want the like no art, the no border ones, like the planeswalkers and the dragons, I think those are available in regular boosters too. Oh. So cool. Yeah, Basically, well, all of the special frames, except for the... Yeah, you can get them wherever, yeah. so it's cool, okay. man. So if you're looking to just collect cool-ass art from this set, this is the set for you, baby. There it is. Okay, it's cool. A glowing and, endorsement for me. And you like them? I like all of them. Okay, good. That's that's a far... Uh, that's a... A 180-degree turnabout. From, from <laughs> Modern Horizons 2, where yes. I hated all of it. Okay, cool. Now... Before we get to cards, before we get to cards, because I don't have very many cards that I want to talk about, but I want to pick your brain on a bunch of them, or I want you to just kind of broadcast a bunch that you like. Oh, my God. This is what I'll be keeping an eye and ear out for as I'm scrolling through what what you're scrolling through is interesting tropes. I think we've got them. Oh, yeah. We've got tropes where the the card aligns with the D&D theme, flavor, mechanic, art, flavor text. Mm-hmm. You think that Watsy did a good job porting over um, the the ambiance of D&D into I, Magic? I sure do. I think that they did a great job of taking Dungeons & Dragons and distilling it down 
like the basic essence of it and sticking it on a magic card. I think if you are a Dungeons and Dragons player, you could look at the card and even have an enhanced understanding of how the card works based on your knowledge of Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, even wow. if you know nothing about magic. It's like uh, it's like like a garlic press. Yeah, putting it right through there. You're just getting flavor. Yeah, you're getting you're getting something out of it. It actually does huh. add something, not just flavor, but also like a a. A, a streamlined understanding or explanation point for somebody like us who knows the game to explain it to maybe somebody who doesn't, but they do know Dungeons and Dragons a little bit. So it's and that's the point, right? I think that's cool. Yeah, it's an easy teaching tool as well, which I I enjoy. do like that. If if something is going to make it easier to teach, I do like that. Couple other things we're looking for. Well, we talked about showcase cards. Yeah, we did. <laughs> characters. I don't know if we're going to run into any more characters. No, they're all well. Wait, we should probably mention them now. We missed a couple of legendaries yesterday. They were spoiled while we were recording the show. Eh. I said Wolfgar didn't get a card. He did. He's Panharmonicon for on attack abilities. Not too bad. And there was a sure. blue one. I don't care what it does. Yeah, it's I'm like a squid. Lie. It's like a squid or something, isn't it, it? Joe might put it on the screen if he's not still too mad at us. <laughs> you can read it for yourself. But yeah, we're not, yeah. moving along. Ooh, we got asked a question oh. about the party mechanic. Not oh, making yeah. a return because we were also on the thing. Yeah, it's going to come back. It's going to be a thing. And I'm not going to lie to anybody out there. I'm not going to lie to Ryan or myself. I am happy as hell that the party mechanic did not make a comeback because that mechanic is stupid and I hated it. And I hated, I hated it then. I hate it now. And I'm really glad that they didn't bring it back into this set to wreck up something that I was so excited about. <laughs> yeah, everybody was wrong about that. Everybody thought it was going to come back. And I was indifferent then and I'm indifferent now. <laughs> What else is new? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm looking at the notes. Terrible TV. Let's just get to cards. Let's do it. Where do you want to start? Well, the more things change, the more they stay the same. We'll start at the top in white alphabetically. We'll go down. We'll talk about some cool stuff as we go along. Do we want to give a quick nod to the card that's already been banned online. Uh, the Book <laughs> of Exalted Deeds. Yes. You put an indestructible counter on an angel, and the uh, the the land that is every creature type from call time yeah. is an angel, and then it stops being a creature, and then you can't lose the game. And yeah, nobody plays land destruction, I guess, so... No. Or it's not available in standard. Now, are we going to see that in Paper Magic? Are we going to see? Is this something that we're going to see happen? Well, at, F, at an EDH table going near you. Fu Alex did ask on our personal friend group Facebook page. Hey, if I do this and do this, and I'm like, oh fuck, here it comes. Is it indestructible? And you can't kill it, and I can't lose. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or sorry, it's not indestructible, but people just have to play like Strip Mine or Tech Edge or. Um, what's what's another one? Ghost Quarter, Wasteland, right? Should we read the card? Sure. Book of Exalted Deeds. Legendary Artifact. White, white, white is what it costs. At the beginning of your end step, if you gain three or more life this turn, create a 3-3 three, three angel creature token with flying. Who cares about that part? Okay. White, 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 tap. Exile Book of Exalted Deeds. Put an enlightened counter on target angel. It gains. You can't lose the game and your opponents can't win the game. Activate only as a sorcery. So, you... you you pay three, sack it after you've animated your Muta Vault, let's say, that is every creature type, and it makes it so you can't lose. It becomes Platinum Angel. Yeah. That's the card. Once it stops being a creature at the end of turn, it retains that counter, and now Doom Blades and Terminates and stuff like that don't kill it. Oh. So you have to have a land destruction spell to kill it. It's a good thing I play those. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you, you guys were all like, oh, Brando, you're a bad guy. Well, who's laughing now? Well, here's eh? the thing. I thought of this grand scheme to just like pound anybody who, who plays land destruction into the dirt and make mono green the best color in EDH because nobody's punishing land ramp and everybody hates on green and packs all the hate for green, all the hate for green, all the hate for green. Boom. I'm going to play all this fucking sweet stuff, this Book of Exalted Deeds and Muta Vault and then Terra Eternal to make all my shit indestructible. <laughs> yeah, fucking guys. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. You, you know what? It's going to be land stacks. You know what I'm going to call it? I'm going to call it lax because I'm going to relax and you guys are all going to shit your pants like you took a bunch of X-lax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what's going to happen. I'm into it. And now you're right, I'm into it. I'm okay. Fine, I'm fine with that. Okay. We're not going to talk about the class cards today because they are 
covered exclusively on other people's content, including our own. If you tune into this Friday's oh. top five and five, actually it's next Friday's next top Friday. five and five. But uh, uh, suffice it to say that we enjoy them, we like them. Yes, and. I'm really happy that they're here, and if you haven't taken a, a really good close look at them, I highly advise that you do so, encourage you to do that, because they're really cool. Yep, the Cleric one I think is good, the Druid one lets you play extra lands, the Boros one lets you tutor an equipment, which is really good, yeah. and, and equip for free or equip for reduced by one. Reduced by one or two, yeah, yeah. we'll get to that in yeah, yeah, due yeah. course. It's fine, but you know what, I'm just going to skim through, what do you think about like plus two mace? That's just such a weird card name, hey? Plus two mace would be a... I mean, people who play Dungeons & Dragons know that. People who play Magic won't know what that is. And you know what? Nor should they, because the card is so kind of just generic. It Nobody's ever going to play that. No. It's just an interesting kind of it, thing. It's an interesting... One card I do want to talk about. We're talking about flavor. We're talking about stuff. I want to talk about Grand Master of Flowers. Oh, I was hoping you were going to talk about the card next to it. We can talk about that one in a second, but Grandmaster of Flowers. Here's why I'm kind of disappointed in this card. Sure. Last week we talked about that creature that should have been a planeswalker but wasn't. Okay. Well, Grandmaster of Flowers is, believe it or not, Tiamat's brother. Oh. Bahamut, Bahamut, however you say it, owned by Dungeons & Dragons slash classic mythology long before Final Fantasy got a hold of him. (laughs) So that's a thing. He is the the god of all the metallic, or air quotes, goodly dragons. He's the platinum dragon. He usually walks around disguised as an old man with his seven gold dragon companions who disguise themselves as canaries. Are you looking at it? Yes. And they all give him news from all around the world, and he goes around and, like, he's that kindly old hermit on the side of the road that'll, like, help you out a little bit. And then later on you find, holy, holy fuck, a god just helped me tie my shoe or fix my wagon wheel or something. And that's who Bahamut is. But the Grand Master of Flowers is the head of a monk order that as near as I know or have ever been told or have read in the Dungeons & Dragons books, which I assume are canon, is an old man named Grand Master Kane who is not Bahamut. Oh. Nor is he this random douche guy with frosted tips. Oh, yeah, he's a good-looking dude. So I feel like just the, the, the art was so good and they put this... Dude, on this dude, yeah, he's like he wants to like go and do yag bombs at fucking yeah. the bar, <laughs> right? Like I don't know, I just like you could have seen Magic the Gathering's version of Bahamut, who's super, po- who's like super popular in all sorts of circles. Well, this guy looks Grand- popular. Well, yeah, he looks popular <laughs> at high school because yeah. he can do yag bombs <laughs> at frat parties. Like in, what the card does is immaterial to. It's a good card. That's ah, fine. I'm not even gonna read it. But like. It just I thought that it was kind of a, a miss. That they could have given us Bahamut and they didn't. Well, that's why we have and you. <laughs> that's the g- You know, you, I, let me flip it around for you. Let me flip it for you. Sure. What I do recognize in this set is a bunch of really low to the ground creatures that give us ETB advantage to the tune of draw cards or search for lands. Yes. We've got Guardian of Faith. That is a phase in, phase out. It's like Tef's protection for like creatures you control, right? Yeah, it's like mini Tef's Protection. I kind of dig that card. Yep, that's a gooder. We have got, just to kind of continue the whatever, we've got Dawnbringer Cleric, which lets you naturalize or gain a life or whatever, or Graveyard Hate Somebody on ETB. Mm -hmm. We have got Loyal Warhound, which is uh, the, what is it? It was originally from Alara. Uh, sigil, uh, uh, orchid, town. white orchid, night nice, of the white orchid. There, got there. We've got that one that searches for a land. Now it's a dog because dog, right? It's a cool dog. I like that art. It's like a war dog with a saddle. We got portable hole. Don't Google that. Por- Potion of healing, which should have been like gain ten life, not three, but ETB's draw card. Priest of the ancient lore. ETB's draw card. There's all these ETB draw card type things, which I think is promising. Because they're trying to find where ETB or white draw card fits. It's a promising kind of step in the right direction. Why is it a dwarf and why is it white? Like dwarves are are red. But dwarves are also white in magic. No, they're not. They shouldn't be. That's stupid. But they are. They should all be red. All of them. Every single one of them. You think that everything should be red. You're you're right. (laughs) 
ETB, here's a card I actually think is really cool, and it's probably going to also result in a bunch of just miserable board states. We're going to talk about it anyway. It's Teleportation Circle. I was just going to call it, yeah. Enchantment for white three. At the beginning of your end step, exile up to one target artifact or creature you control, then return it to the battlefield under its owner's control. Well, that's cool. That's just Conjurer's Closet, but in white for four mana. Cool. Yes. Yeah. I think that uh, white is kind of the blinky, tappy color along with blue. I think that that's a space that they can share. Yeah. And if you've got if you've got ETB draw a card on white creatures now, well, fuck, go at it. And we just, and we do. Yes. we talked about them. Yes, we do. Okay, on to blue, on to blue, so Editor Joe doesn't kill us. <laughs> so he doesn't tap us down or put us in a dungeon or whatever things he he's into. Or use his black staff to animate a giant statue to kick our asses, because that is what the black staff of Waterdeep does. Yes, mm. animate walking statue is its, uh, its, its ability it, word. It's a legendary artifact for blue. You may choose not to untap it during your untap step. It has animate walking statue for blue one tap. Another target non-token artifact you control becomes a 4-4 artifact creature for as long as it remains tapped. Activate only as a sorcery. Very cool. Very neat. And again, flavor-wise, it's like the it's an artifact from the, the City of Splendors, Waterdeep, one of the most famous cities in the Forgotten Realms. It was used to control these great big colossi or whatever giant statues and stuff in the city that if somebody attacked the city and the militia wasn't enough they'd animate these great big statues to to oh. fight off the invading armies or demons or dragons or whatever that's why nobody ever fucks with water deep because they'll like on they'll... harry potter shut up <laughs> you get out of here right <laughs> now raining on everything god you oh, you're man. such a oh you're a bad friend right? i know i'm no, terrible that's a, People are excited about Demi Lich. It's yeah. Do you like the Demi Lich? Uh, this is this is how this is what I imagine and Kay. what I remember from from video games. Okay, I'm walking through a dungeon and all of a sudden there's like a floating sword or like a floating skull or a big square blob of goo. Yeah, I'm I'm bang on right. Yeah, all three of those things represented on cards in this set. Yes. <laughs> okay. Demi Lich costs blue less for each instant or sorcery you've cast this turn. It's a skeleton wizard. I like the skeleton creature type, by the way. 4-3 for blue, 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 blue. You could cast this for free if you cast four other instants and sorceries. Impossible can't be done. <laughs> okay. Challenge accepted. <laughs> when it attacks, exile up to one target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard. Copy it. You may cast the copy. Cast which is, the Which copy. is cool. Yeah, yeah, cast the copy. There you got it. You may cast... Demi-Lich from your graveyard by exiling four instants or sorcery cards from your graveyard in addition to paying its other costs. That's which, neat. That's a neat card. Which would include blue, 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 unless you've cast four instants and sorceries, and then you exile all of them, and Demi-God, <laughs> or Demi-Lich is in your graveyard. Neat. Cool. I think that's a cool card. There I like that one. Shout out to the art on Displacer Beast. Yeah, I remember last week we talked about Displacer Beast. I explained to you what a Displacer Beast was. There it is. We do, and and you know, in the past, in the past, maybe not on the show, but I've been critical of of digital art, just because I don't know how to do it and I'm scared of it. Sure, um, <laughs> it's a big um, man when you're scared, man. That's yeah, true. yeah, that's it. Without digital art, we wouldn't get a piece like that. Truth, because that is just the card, the 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 image isolated. The subject of the image isolated and then just blurred right and left. Looks yeah. really good. You know what I think that should have done? Just fl I think it should have countered the first instant or sorcery that targeted at each turn. I think that's what it should have done instead of having bounce. Just for the flavor of what a displacer beast is. Oh, yeah. I well, it bounces been... itself so you can't get it, right? Yeah, it's, it, it... Even I understand that. What's your next card? You got a card? Yes. The worst decision ever made by any D&D &D party or any group of people in a horror movie... <laughs> and split the party. <laughs> Give it a read. You never split the party. And here's why. Blue, blue, three. Choose target player. Return half the creatures they controlled to their hand. Round it up, that is. Yeah. Flavor text? Don't. Don't split don't the split party. The party. Yeah, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> don't play this card, I think, because it's a sorcery. If it was an instant, it'd be way cooler. Oh, baby, would that be good, yeah. You know what? Lots of lots of die rolling, dice rolling in blue. Hell yeah. Yeah, right? Should should we find one or does it matter? I don't we'll, know. We'll get to those in a bit. I also do want to point out and give a shout out to our boy Lenny. F.U. Oh. Lenny wrote the blue section of the Forgotten Realms set review on edhrec.com. He's one of their... Oh, their yeah. He's yeah, writing yeah. for them now. 
and he, like me, think that ta- thinks that Tasha's hideous laughter, while kind of an interesting card, isn't going to be nearly the powerhouse that people seem to think it's going to be. Two things. Two things. It's about goddamn time they've got some people of fucking taste and intelligence over there on EDHtrack.com. Yeah, you're goddamn right. Yeah, I like that's, that. That's one. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Number two, Tasha's hideous laughter. I actually like that card, and it was going to be my last blue card before we go on to black. Blue, blue, one, sorcery. Each opponent exiles cards from the top of their library until that player has exiled cards with total mana value 20. Neat. That's like mil nauseum. Just made that up. Good. That's good. Mil- That's clever. I like mil- that. Nauseum 20. Yeah. Right? Okay. Uh, I think in the ever-quickening and efficiency racing format that is Commandy, I think that's going to get, probably get you 20 cards. I think this is one of those cards that it, it kind of scales in its effectiveness, but the kind of deck that it's going to go in is probably going to be a mill deck, and nobody's going to play a mill deck at a highly optimized oh, CDH table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. It's it's like uh, it's uh, it's very ironic that this is what this card does. Yeah, it gets better when you're playing against better decks, but the deck that it goes in it gets is, way worse. Is the worst type of deck. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's like Watsy knew what they were doing, which is one of my notes. Watsy knew what they were doing, and they didn't give us the opportunity to break some of the cards in here. They did. Uh, I think. I think you mentioned it a little bit uh, at the start of the show or on the pre-show about the power level. Yeah, this is occupying a core set slot, so it's very stable. They definitely are selling this on flavor and not power. Yeah, I think that that's fine. We don't all need to be throne of Eldrains and what have you. Let's move to black. Book of Vile Darkness. B of VD. I think that lots of people are going to pick this up and the artifacts that go with it. We'll talk about them later in the show. So put an asterisk on this card. This is black, black, black for a legendary artifact at the beginning of your end step. If you lost two or more life this turn, create a 2-2 black zombie creature token. It also has tap, exile, it, and artifacts you control named Eye of Vecna and Hand of Vecna. Create Vecna, a legendary 8-8 black zombie god creature token with indestructible. It gains all the triggered abilities of the exiled cards. I think that's the new, what, what was it from uh, original Mirrodin? There was that angel that you could make if you had all of her equipment. Cauldra. Cauldra. Yeah, yeah. So I think lots of people are going to be trying the challenge of assembling this particular literal Voltron. Uh, I think that that's cool. What I don't like is all these cards are rares. And yeah. this can make me feel bad when there's a bunch of shitty cards at rarities that I don't want to open them at. Anyways, mm-hmm. I've got Eye and Hand of Vecna up. They're both legendary artifacts. They're both rare. Eye of Vecna, two-drop legendary artifact, enters a battlefield, draw a card, and lose two life. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may pay two. If you do, draw a card and lose two life. Sure. Draw sure. a card, lose life. Sure. Hand of Vecna, three-drop legendary artifact equipment at the beginning of combat. I just thought of something funny. At the beginning of combat on your turn, equip creature you control named Vecna gets plus X plus X. What the fuck does this card do? Equipped creature or a creature you control named Vecna gets plus X plus X where X is the number of cards in your hand. Cool. You draw cards, you lose life. Your equipped creature gets bigger. Equip, pay one life for each card in your hand. Or pay two. Sure. What I thought of that is funny. This is just a severed hand. Yeah. And can you imagine? You pull out of your scabbard just this fucking severed hand and you just start whacking people with it. <laughs> I almost said wanking people with it. Maybe you start wanking people with a severed hand. Yeah, don't Google that No, at all. I feel no. like you go to For Lovers Only and you find this hand there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a fist. So you've got like a hand you're using as a club. You've got an eyeball with a little stock on it. You're using it as a mace. You're spinning it around, running into battle. Oh, man. Because <laughs> you don't have the book yet, so you're not sure what to do. But uh, yeah, I think that that's pretty cool. I think that that's... A, a worthy EDH include, and I'm happy that they did it. And I'm I'm looking forward to seeing people try to assemble Vecna. Yeah, sure. I've got a real card. This is Deadly Dispute. As an additional cost to cast the spell, you sack a, cur- a creature or an artifact. It's black one. And then it says, draw two cards and create a treasure token. This lets you sack an artifact or a creature. It gives you one of the mana back on layaway. And it's essentially village rights, but better which I think is great. I guess that's fine. I'm going to hit you with a flavor card here real quick. Do it. Drider. Doesn't matter what he is or where he comes from. It's an elf spider. You see that? (laughs) No, the art's got to be on the screen, and if you don't know what a drider is, you should look it up. 
Because can I want you to imagine this? Let's do a body horror moment, okay? Sure. I want you to imagine. I this. have those every morning when I wake up. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. You do something totally bad that like is an affront to your god, who is Lolf, who we'll talk about in a second, and they get really mad at you. And to punish you, while you're awake and with no anesthetic at all, they give you a potion that splits your legs all of them into four different pieces like spider legs yeah. and then turn into spider legs and then your ass grows really huge so that you're a spider and then you spend your entire rest of your life because you're like kind of immortal now because you're an elf and you live for a thousand years feeling that pain all the time and you only get to not feel it when you're doing what whoever turns you into a spider tells you to do. Oh. Isn't that, that is fucked up, man. Yeah, what if, what, if, what if what they tell you to do takes a long time? As long as you're on the quest of doing that thing, you're okay? Then you're okay, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Even if you're, like, sleeping or eating? No. Oh. No, you don't sleep or eat. You, like, suck blood and live in a cave. Do spider stuff. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. I don't want to do spider stuff. Driders, like, ugh. It makes my kneecaps hurt just thinking about it. Yeah, my kneecaps hurt all the time. (laughs) We're we're fucking old. Lolth, spider queen. Let's do it. This is Lolth, legendary planeswalker, black, black, three. Loyalty, four. Whenever a creature you control dies, put a loyalty counter on Lolth Spider Queen. Oh, yeah. So, like, infinite times with Gravecrawler? Got it. Got there. But, but, zero, draw a card and lose a life. Sure. Sure. That's fine. Minus three, put two one one black, two one black spider creature tokes with menace onto the battlefield. And reach. Oh, and reach. And yeah, spiders. Yeah, reach arounders. Good. Minus eight, you get an emblem with... Whenever an opponent is dealt combat damage by one or more creatures you control, if that player lost less than eight life this turn, they lose life equal to the difference. Now, if we can give them multiple emblems because we can infinite loyalty lulth, it doesn't actually do anything. Right. Yeah, Watsy yeah. fucking knew. They yeah, knew. Yeah, they knew. And I think that this is not a impressive Planeswalker, so to speak, but I think it's a neat Planeswalker. Yeah. The I, emblem is cool. It's one of those ones that upgrades your little dinky shitbag creatures in case you're in one of those situations where you've got a bunch of two ones that you can, you can get in with them because they have menace. But, like, that's all you have. At least now you're still doing considerable amounts of work in the game. Is there anything that, that is, like, sacrifice a planeswalker, get benefit equal to its loyalty? Not yet. No. Well, maybe this is the one because you can go infinite with her pretty easy. Yeah, or at least for loyalty. You get infinite yeah. loyalty on her anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What Should we move on to red? Red was the color that I was a little bit excited for. One more card. Sure. Just one. I like Sphere of Annihilation. What do you think of Sphere of Annihilation? Oh, yeah, I like this card. That, that's <laughs> a cool card. This one. Black X for an artifact. Enters the battlefield with X void counters on it. At the beginning of your upkeep, exile void of annihilation. All creatures and all planeswalkers with mana value equal to or ec- or less than the number of counters on it from play and from graveyards. Gets it. Now it's at the beginning of your upkeep, so you gotta wait. Yeah. But you're gonna shut everybody's shut everybody's game off for a turn, right? Yeah. Which I think is fine. And uh cool cool name, cool art. Yeah, I like it. It's like a Nev's disc that You gotta com- pay for. Well, you gotta pay for it, and it's I think it's less scary because it's you know it's coming. It's like, there's this sphere. I know what it's going to get. I'm not afraid to play the game now because they're not going to rattlesnake me with this Nev's disc. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, so and if you can get something in above it, then uh, yeah. then you're okay. Yeah. And I think that that's how you play it as the player of it. Sphere of Annihilation. Yeah. yeah. So I, I appreciate Sphere of Annihilation for what it is. I think it's going to be a cool foil, and I'm glad it exists. It's a card. Yeah, there you go. There's... Right. Red stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, go ahead, because there's only exactly two cards, three cards in red that I'm even interested in. There's 40 cards in red that I'm interested in, but we're going to save it for another episode later on in the arc. Ah, yes. Because there's a mechanic that I am outrageously excited about, and lots of cards in red that have it. That's a a teaser for what we're going to do, but we'll, we'll talk about those later. I'll leave those on the back burner as a tease. What's your first card, Ryan? Critical hit, which is a D&D term, right? Yep. A crit. Now, another D&D term, natural 20, a nat 20. Nat 20. Why does that need to be put on the card? I understand that it's a term, and I understand there's modifiers, pluses or minuses, and, and there's a thing called a natural 20. It's the number that the die says that you rolled. I get all that. Why does it need to be on a magic card? Because there are cards that will make your die roll 
add up to 20 because like you add the number of cards in your hand or the oh, number of creatures there you is. control. You're the, right. Some those, of those cards do exist. Just like in D&D, those are the modifiers. And I forgot right. about yeah, those cards. They're rare, but I think you had to have that qualifier on there just Again, to, to, to teach the D&D players that just like in D&D, there is modifiers to whatever you roll. Precisely. Okay, critical hit. Instant. Red. One. Target creature gains D strike. That is double strike until end of turn. That is a... You don't usually see double strike on an instant. No, and you do on... Uh, there's a card from like Dissension or something, but it's got to be target multicolored creature gets double strike. <laughs> and it goes in Calamax, and Calamax is multicolored, but I can't target my vehicles with it. Dinosaurs and trains, right? Yeah. Tap Calamax, make them into a train driver, give my train double strike. Now I can. There it's we go. It's critical hit. Now we're talking. That's it. Are so, you going to have dice rolling cards so you can get it back? And Well, here's the, th- here's the thing. Whenever you roll a natural 20, return critical hit from your graveyard to your hand. I don't think that there's any dice rolling cards that go into Calamax, though there is dice rolling cards that on certain rolls let me copy spells. Right or copy them again or cast them for one or for free or whatever, right? Yeah. So those cards could go in Calamax and they would benefit critical hit. So it is worth a look. Neat. Yeah, I think I think that I'm the one that is unique to that exact scenario because I don't know how many dinosaurs in trains Calamax decks there are. There's at least one. Yeah. And now there's a card just for that. Just for me. And that's cool, right? Yeah. That's how that feels, Ryan. How about how about Hobgoblin Bandit Lord? Is that one just for you? No. No. I like this card, but I'm not all the way over the moon about it. Give it a read. Hobgoblin Bandit Lord is a 2-3 Goblin Rogue for red, red, 1. Other goblins you control get plus 1, plus 1, and it has red. Tap. It deals damage equal to the number of goblins that entered the battlefield under your control this turn to anything. So it goes in Cranko and just wrecks somebody's whole ass, mm-hmm. or it could go in Moxus and wreck somebody's whole day. But I just, my Moxus deck doesn't need it. And I don't have Cranko anymore, so I don't know. I don't know where I'd put it. Cranko's not hipster enough for you. Well, he just he just lives in Muxus now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like a like a backup. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't. I just don't think I need Hobgoblin Bandit Lord in in that particular deck. I think he's cool as hell, and this is an amazing card. And when I do eventually build another Goblin deck, <laughs> you better god dang believe that this suck is going to be all the way in there. Yeah. But. Alas, here we are. You know what? I got one here. And and I know like there's there's Plundering Barbarian is really good. And and there's another one that I want to talk about that's really good. But I want to talk about next, Red Dragon. Red Dragon, Red Dragon. This is a 4-4 four, four for Red Red 4, flying. F- uh, fire Breath. Yeah, Fire yeah. Breath. Burping after eating Taco Bell or something. When Red Dragon enters a battlefield, it deals four damage to each opponent, which is fine when you get it for free off of your dragon's approaches. And I just want to continually just deal damage, deal damage, deal damage, deal damage. Like and and my dragons that are in there already are are the null spine dragon which lets me fill my hand back up to do more dragon's approaches. Uh Niv Mizzet 3 which lets me deal damage and draw cards into more dragon's approaches. Right. Velamok is Lorehold, which lets me dig when he enters the battlefield and can attack because he has haste. Right. He lets me dig down to more dragons' approaches. And now this guy doesn't let me dig or do anything fancy, just comes in and just domes everybody. Cool. Yeah, just keep doing damage. He's got uh, improved flame rift attached to him. Yes. It's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your red card? Because I got one more. I like Meteor Swarm. Meteor Swarm. Is that a D&D term? No, it's it's a spell. It's like a high level mage yeah, spell, yeah, that, I believe. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Is it a is it a, a thing that you can read in a D and D book? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've never cast it because I never played caster characters. I was always a rogue. But the magic card version of it seems pretty cool. Give her a read. Red, red X. Red, red, red X. I should say. Meteor swarm deals eight damage divided as you choose among eight target creatures and or planeswalkers. Divided among X target creatures yeah. or planeswalkers. X will be one, and that one will be Brash Taunter. <laughs> <laughs> so then you can do it to anything. That's right. Instead of instead of creature or planeswalker, it's Brash Taunter, and then it's player. That's right. <laughs> yes. So I like that card very much. The art is cool. I do like the I'm art. Yeah. I got one more red card. Tell me. You ready to fucking speed run? <laughs> he 
ready to speed run some fucking dungeons? Yes. Kick in the door. <laughs> All right. Sorcery for red. Put a plus one counter on target creature. Zatahedron grinder. Yes. Radiate it to every single other creature I control. Let's say there's 15 of them. Okay. Because that's a number. Yep. That could be. That creature gains haste until end of turn, so now all my creatures have plus one in haste, which is actually a win condition in and of itself. It's pretty good. Because it's like, oh, I got 15 guys, yeah, now I got 30 power. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They all gain haste until end of turn. They can't be blocked by walls. Don't care. Venture into a dungeon. (laughs) (laughs) Venture into 15 dungeons, baby. And I got dungeons right up in front of me here. The shortest dungeon is Tomb of Annihilation, but we're not doing that one. No. We are probably going to do Lost Mine of Fandelver. Am I saying that right? Yep. Okay. So there's four rooms. Okay. So I can do each room like... Let's say four times, yeah. three or four three times. Three or four times. Yeah. And that's scry one, create a goblin, plus one on something, but I, I would actually drain my opponents. Yeah. And then draw a card. Scry one, create a treasure, drain my opponents, draw a card. Scry one, create a treasure, <laughs> drain my opponents, draw a card. And I'm drawing into more rituals and more Zata pump spells. And... I'm creating treasure tokens so I can cast them for fucking free. <laughs> and I'm draining my opponent. So if I do draw down to Treasonous Ogre, I just do my whole deck. Dang. Yeah. Like, can you imagine Past in Flames fucking kick, kick in the, the door? Kick in the door. <laughs> you do it again. Or uh, or you get down to your Aetherflux Reservoir. And because I've been draining my opponents with the Dark Pool Room. <laughs> 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 Speed run. <laughs> oh, that's great. You know what? I think it's worth mentioning for anybody who's like, oh, venture into a dungeon, they tack on like one or two mana per spell or whatever, and it's like, ooh, it's not even good. Well, venture into a dungeon, what it actually means, even if you only have one venture into a dungeon card in your entire deck, venture into the dungeon means whatever the spell does, plus gain a life, or scry one, or each player loses one life. Cool. Because that's the first room of each dungeon. When you venture in, you just do that. Yeah, it's a, it's an added effect onto a spell. It's neat. For one mana, like, I don't know, Scry 1's probably worth one mana. The other two fucking probably aren't. Yeah, but, but you never know. Gives yeah. you options, right? Yeah, that's fine. Moving on. Sorry, I took a long time there because that's like the card I'm most excited about. Oh, yeah, about. hey, man, that's the fucking shit you're excited about. One stupid common that just lets me do some <laughs> stupid thing. <laughs> Anyways... There's a there's a guy that's Gaia's cradle. Oh, the, he's a, he's a Gaia's cradle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a card that exists because you you got to be able to have three Gaia's cradles in your deck, Ryan. Yes, that's just that's how it is. CCO Nation. That's that's the thing. You yes. need to have at least three in your deck, or you're not ramping hard enough. Yes, you have three of them and a Nyx Bloom Ancient. That's what you need. You need hundreds of mana every turn because green just doesn't make enough. I'm definitely gonna play this card. Uh, yeah, this is going to definitely be a staple. It's already $20. Yeah. Yeah. And artist on there, Sam Gay. Mother is Rebecca Gay. Oh, that's cool. Like, yeah, that's like uh, keeping it in the family. All the... Oh, that's neat as hell. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, I, I think that's the first like parent-child artist combo in, in Magic. Oh, that's fun. That's pretty cool. I like that lot. And their art style is very the same, or very similar, but Sam's is a little bit more line-worky than... Rebecca's. I, I think it's cool. I think that that's just a, a cool thing to note. Another cool thing to note. Yes. Usually I'll point out one or two arts as we go along. Sure. I want to point out my favorite not main centerpiece in an art ever in the history of magic. Here it comes. Eliwick Tumblestrom. I love that frog. <laughs> that frog. <laughs> On her shoulder? Yeah, that, that frog, pardon the pun, just jumped right out at me when I saw him. I was like, I, I love that frog. I want to know everything about that frog. He's got the biggest smile on his face. I want that frog to have his own card. He, I want that card to have his own expansion. You know you know what's funny? You know what's even funnier about that frog? And, and you'll laugh so hard when you see him. He looks like my neighbor's dog. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like my neighbor's dog named Wrigley who always comes over to my house. Nice. And I call him, Wrigley, you fucking bastard. What are you doing here? Eating my garbage? <laughs> I just want, the, the card itself is also cool. It's a dungeon spelunking card. It gets you creatures, makes your creatures big for every dungeon you've con, you've completed. She's cool, but yeah. uh, 
I want to fucking splunk some dungeons, that's I wanna, for sure. I want to talk about that frog is the main thing. Speaking of frogs, you have Frog Hemoth. Yep. You, I like Frog Hemoth. Oh, you got to check out CCO's top five and five without giving any away. Oh, yeah, I suppose. But Frog yeah. Hemoth is good. We'll keep, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that for now. What about Instrument of the Bards? You like Instrument of the Bards? I think this is not an amazing card, but I, I think it's cool. I can't even find that dang ass card. I'll tell you what it does. Oh, there it is. It's got like 17 lines of text on it. I'm just um, all the way out, except for that little rabbit sitting on that pig's head. I'm going to hit you with it anyway. Sure. Green. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may put a harmony counter on instrument of the bards. Then, green, three, tap, search your library for a creature card with mana value equal to the number of harmony counters on it, and reveal it, put it into your hand, create a treasure token, shuffle your library. That's, uh... That's uh, Yison, Wanderer Bard? Sort of, yeah. Yeah, it kind of does the same thing, right? Except yeah. it's an artifact, so you kind of... Well, it's still green. It's got to go in whatever. Yeah. But I, I like I like how each animal that you look at is just like a just a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger, all the way up to a bear, <laughs> which which is a 2-2 two -two in magic. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I think the... Are boars three threes? Ah, uh, Maybe. I think they might be. I don't know. Oh, uh, funny flavor text. Sure. Because sometimes you, you, there was a time many moons ago, and I think I've defunct your theory on magic cards are never just intentionally meant to be hilarious. Lurking Roper's flavor text. I want you to give that a read, Ryan. Lurking Roper. You see, stalactites grow from down, grow down. What, what the fuck does this even say? I almost read stalactities. <laughs> you see, stalactites grow down from the ceiling, while stalagmites reach. <laughs> That's what it says. Oh, sorry. I just totally just ruined your punchline. <laughs> the point is that's hilarious. Oh. And it's funny watching a stalactite a guy. Yes. Scaled herbalist. People pass over these lots. And if you're a foil hunter or a collector, this is a card that'll be worth a couple of bucks in a few years because it's never going to get reprinted. Just like Walking Atlas. Just like that snake. Uh, I think there was an elf that got reprinted that does this too. It's a one, three for two, tap it, put a land from your hand into play. Yeah, Card the the only one that's worth money is from Kamigawa, and it's because it's a one drop, not a two drop. Yeah. Cards like that aren't uncommon, but, I mean, they're cool, and if you're not going to go out and drop all the money on an exploration or something, I think it's, I, a, it's a standy any. I get you. I get you. How about this? Let's move on to the multicolored. There's a ton of two-color class cards. A lot of them, or all of them. You said there's 12? I think there's 12, yeah. All worth a look in decks that are the colors that could play them. Mm -hmm. Just look at them and look at their first and second mode, and probably, probably they're worth it if your deck does that kind of thing. But I don't think we're going to read all 12. I think they're all interesting. They all have some marginal thing for a lot of mana, like... And, and like mode three is fine, but yeah. I think you play them for mode one and mode two, and I think that you'll find use in most of them. Agreed. Did, did, I, did I hit it? Did I think I, so. Did I do it? I think okay. did. What about skeletal swarming? Skeletal swarming, or skeletal, as some people will say. This is an enchantment. Green, black, three. Each skeleton you control has Trampski, attacks each combat if able, and gets plus X, plus O, where X is the number of other skeletons you control. That is coat of... Arm bones. That's coat of humori. <laughs> Humoruses. That's coat of radius and ulna. Those are those are all bones of your arm. Yeah, I broke my radius one time. Okay. At the beginning of your end step, create a tapped 1-1 one, one black skeleton creature token. If a creature died this turn, create two of those tokens instead. I like that. Ooh. There's lots of flavor there with like the endless ranks of the dead, which is another card. But this is better than endless ranks of the dead. <laughs> so play this instead if you have green in your deck. This is no, cool. There I it like is. this one. Okay. Arties. The deck of many things, Ryan. The yeah, deck you... of many things. This card is awesome. This is a real D&D &D thing too, right? Yes. And like there is, I want to say, I think I know this. Deck of many things is something you can do like ask your dm about and you can like draw one card from the deck ever is that a thing yeah and it could be good or it could be bad yeah or it could just be like eh. yeah it could be like oh gain two life yeah in, it could in, be that it could be that token that you use to indicate you pass the turn in vdh was just given the finger it could be one of those yes yeah but it could be like gain five levels 
Or it could be uh, drop dead. This this dragon or this demon follows you around forever, and you have to do its bidding. Yeah. Or else it's gonna like scratch your back. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Deck of many things is amazing. I, I love this card. I like everything about it. I'm okay. Talk about it. Give it a read. Legendary artifact. Four five. Two tap. Roll a d twenty and subtract the number of cards in your hand. Those are one of those modifiers we're talking about. Yeah. If the result is zero or less, discard your hand. Oh, shit. Ooh, so if you have a big hand and roll a small number, you fucked. That's right. Okay. You just won with nothing to yourself for more mana. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> if the result is a one to nine, you return a card at random from your graveyard to your hand. If the result is 10 to 19, you draw two cards. If the result is 20, you put a creature card from any graveyard into play under your control. When that creature dies, its owner loses the game. Thanks for the Steve, douchebag. I'm going to get myself a basic land. Die. Yes. The deck of many things. Or if you have the best creature in your graveyard that's going to win you the game, oh, you yeah. get your own dang-ass creature Ooh, back. Oh, yeah. High risk, high reward yeah, magic. that's what I'd like to do. <laughs> I'm going to play the best creatures. Yeah, I like it. You've got a 5% chance to hit a 20, right? Sure. And you've got like let's say a f- whatever forty five whatever percent chance to hit a draw two cards, forty f- whatever percent chance, forty two point five percent chance whatever to yeah. return a c- card at random from your graveyard. Yeah, that's Dep- fine. Depending on how many cards you have in your hand, I just love cards that just the variance and how all of the modes are at least interesting. I think that's really cool. Yes. Speaking of interesting. D-Map, that is Dungeon Map. A three-drop mana rock, so everybody's going to hate on CCO because they still play three-drop mana rocks. Yeah, get bent. Yeah, this might go in my uh, Planeswalker Cascade Super Friends deck. I'm playing with this one just to kind of play it. To venture into dungeons, to be into the D. The the benefit of playing your three-drop mana rock is you have three-tap, venture into the dungeon, activate only as a sorcery, so you at sorcery speed. Yeah, and remember, that that first time you do that is going to gain you a life, scry you one, or each player loses a life. Yeah. Right? So, I don't know, you could create a treasure token the next time, and it kind of discounts that. There are turns where you just have extra mana and no interaction, and you don't care if people know that. So just... Tap out and Do say, it, oh, I'm just right? going to be into the D. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I think that that's perfectly acceptable. I think it's a cool card. I'm looking forward to playing with it. Okay. What about 50 feet of rope? <laughs> 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 staple of all D&D oh, campaigns. Oh, yeah. Staple of the fucking back of my truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Just just uh, alongside that hand of Vecna, just in case yeah. I need an extra hand to help fucking pull some rope. <laughs> Man, if I had a if I had a gold piece oh, for man. every random villager I hung upside down from a tree with my fifty feet of rope, <laughs> I would have several gold pieces. I was a bastard for my DM. He hated oh, me. Man. Uh, fifty feet of rope is an artifact for one. It has climb over, which is tap target wall can't block this turn. Whatever, tie up three tap target creature doesn't untap during control, its controller's next untap step and repel down. For tap, venture into the dungeon. Oh, yeah. So venture into the dungeon's worth three if it's by itself and four if it's repeatable, like, with a different, right? Yeah. Yeah, three or four to venture into a dungeon. I don't know. It starts to get good. I guess that's why uh, That's why they cast it or cost it at three or four instead of just, like, one like Scry would normally be at, right? There are lots of other cards that I, in particular, would like to talk about, but it's going to be in the deck that we put in so we can hit them all then so we're going to jump over like a couple of other cards including treasure chest which yeah I know cards are... cards i think i think and you haven't told me but i think that are like specific to dice die rolling maybe 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 okay. maybe and we'll, we'll talk about a couple of lands well yeah let's peep the lands right now because they're they're cool and correct me if i'm wrong cave of the frost dragon den of bugbear <laughs> there's hive of the eye tyrant Hall of Storm Giants, Temple of the Dragon Queen, and Lair of the Hydra. Those are the book cover uh, showcase cards, right? And, and Evolving Wilds. Oh, and Evolving Wilds. Yeah, yeah. Evolving oh, yeah. Wilds of course. Evolving of course. Wilds. What, yeah. Why don't they print Terramorphic Expanse anymore? I don't know. Like, Why is it always Evolving Wilds? I don't know. They always get Evolving Wilds, no Terramorphic Yeah, Expanse. I don't know. Maybe they're trying to corner the market or something. I don't Maybe, know. Yeah. The, all of those cards, except for Evolving Wilds and Temple of the Dragon Queen, are actually creature lands. Yep. They turn into creatures, and they enter the battlefield untapped if you have, like, less than... Yeah, they're, they're fast lands. Like yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you got like if it's your first land, it's untapped. But if it's like your fifth land, it's tapped. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, do you like them? I suppose if you're going to play like goblins, you would play Den of the Bugbear in your goblin deck. I think Den of the Bugbear is pretty good. I like Hall of the Storm Giants. Because it becomes a 7-7. Seven, seven. Yeah, with Ward 3, so it kind of protects itself so somebody can't terror your land yep. easily. That's yep. pretty cool. That's a gooder. I think Lair of the Hydra is fun because it's not like green can make big mana <laughs> to take advantage of a thing that turns, turns into an XX. And then Temple of the Dragon Queen is actually like a Cavern of Souls, but just for dragons, right? Yes. Sort of. You choose a color, so whatever color you need, right? Yeah, which is neat. That's cool. And, of course, Treasure Vault. I mean, t tune into a future piece of CCO content to find out more. I just thought of something with Treasure Vault. What is it? I, I, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know if there's a lot of lands that you can just sack. Like themselves? Yeah. You just... I don't know if you like except for Titania. I don't know what other cards really care oh, about that. You, you mean just sack because you can put zero into X and create yeah, zero just, treasure. Tokens. You can just tap and sack treasure vault. That's an artifact and a land going to your graveyard. And oh yeah, that ain't nothing. There's lots of decks that can abuse so, that a little bit. Like, you know what I'm saying? It taps for a colorless. It's an artifact land. It goes X X tap sacrifice treasure vault. Create X treasure token. So you're trading two mana for two treasures. Sorry, two mana for one treasure. Yeah. You're you're cutting yourself down on mana, but you can save it up for later. Or maybe treasure matters. There's lots of stuff in this set that says if you paid with a treasure. Yeah. Right? Or or if you want to build up for a big mana turn next turn. But what you're saying is zero sacrifice, create zero treasure tokens. And if you've got like four or five play extra land things yeah. and a crucible of worlds or a ramming up excavator yeah bang 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 tack sap tack sap tack. yeah cool like, and i don't know if that's a thing that really matters at this point but maybe in the future that's going to be something that matters we've always talked we've had the conversation lots I, of times i think that it does well you do you play ramming up excavator or crucible of worlds in your omnath deck of course i do and titania yeah. And she makes elementals and yeah. Omnath cares about all those things. Yeah. This card could go in there. Oh, but this card's definitely And if you've there. got three or four of those extra land things, that's yeah. like bang, 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 bang. Yeah. Yes. Like it's 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 that's a good pretty, it's a pretty cool land. And like we always talked about before. If there was a creature that just said, Sacrifice this creature, people would play that creature. I think that they would. And now we have a land that just says sacrifice this land. That's a good take. Right? I think that's cool, and I think that it's 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 maybe overlooked. Huh, cool. Not overlooked, as we are uh, want to never overlook, are the basics, the art. This time, um, I'll let you focus on the flavor texts. Have you read them all? First basics ever with flavor text. I have read them all. I didn't recognize all of them. I recognized some of them. Yeah. I really do like the flavor text on here because we always say the basics tell a story. Yes. And we always, we try and figure out the story. Or, or they build more of the story that we have heard or the portion that we have heard, they expand upon it. Like the world tree and like the Kaldheim art and stuff, right? But instead of doing that this time, they just fucking tell us. We have the They just tell us. We yeah. have the plains that's Icewind Dale. We have another one that's underneath the Anorak Desert. We've got the Sword Coast. We've got, what else do we have in here? We've got... Some sailboats. We've got the Underdark. We've got the Spine of the World Mountains. We've got the Undermountain. We've got the Neverwinter Wood. Wow. L lots of just cool places in, the, in Dungeons & Dragons that are just represented on basic land cards. And one of them being the mountain number 275. Mm-hmm. It's one of my, I think that might be one of my favorite mountains. That's a good looking mountain. I really liked it. I like the hand paintedness. I like how it looks kind of like a, the sun is sort of behind the mountains and it's setting. So like one side of it's really bright and kind of cheerful and the other side is kind of dark and forbidding. I like that. I, I like that art. And it's cool where if you had a bunch of them, you could put them all up beside each other and they look and like a big mountain range. Look like a dragon spine. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I like how uh, a bunch of them feel and look like they're ripped directly out of uh, fucking Lord of the Rings. <laughs> 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 but, uh, you know, neither here nor there. We're, we're going to go there in due time. Yeah. Is Lord of the Rings like the next 
is it going to be like a core set one like this is? Or is I don't know. We, we, don't know we don't know we yet. Don't know we yet. don't know yet. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. But well, uh, if somebody knows, it's got the inside track, you'd, you'd let us know. Yeah, they'd lose their job if they told us. Well, we just won't tell them they told us. It's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I do yeah. like these basics. I like that at least, I'm going to say at least two of them look like they could be places that are around here. The third planes with like the, the rocks and it's like a... I was going to say a fucking planes, but it's planes. <laughs> and the, the one forest with the pine trees. Yeah. Yep. Looks, looks, looks like it like could be here. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here, though? We got Zeriel, Akru, Ab- Abukaki, somebody with chains. Uh, her her borderless planeswalker art. Very cool. Very 1999, 1997 spawn with that chain that goes straight like that when it yeah. turns. Very cool. That's very neat. Also, I want to point out Eliwick. Borderless art. There's that frog. Oh, he must there, be somebody. There he is, right? He's right there. No other animals made the cut, but fuck, oh, well, no, that frog sure did. Some some fairies or something. Not from did. The oh, other and, art, though. And, and a ro- and a rabbit. That rabbit can that rabbit can fuck right off. That frog is the man. Why does she got a Yu-Gi-Oh card on the top of her guitar? Is that a thing? That's probably the frog's thing. Oh. The frog just put that there, and well, she's afraid fro- to move it. Frog plays Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe it's a trap card. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're going back to Zendikar. Trap Duh, card. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, last one. Our alternate art borderless cards. These are alternate art. They're they're the ones with like the darker looking frames. I want that red dragon, man. Oh, that red dragon is cool. I fucking want him. Inferno with the Star Mountains is really cool too. All of these dragons. These are, are so cool. Cool, man. These could be posters on your wall. Every one of the, man. Let me last card we're gonna talk about. You know what it is based on the, my tone of voice. No, adult gold dragon. <laughs> what the hell? We have all these bad. You know what gold dragon? They breathe fucking lasers, man. And this is a grown up one. And this is a grown up one. And you know, Bahamut carries these around on his shirt to protect him because they're the most badass of dragons after him. Oh, man. Because they have flying and lifelink and haste in their four threes for five. What the hell? Adult gold dragon can pull beer from the fucking liquor store for kid gold dragon. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only thing that it's got going oh, for it. Adult gold dragon can go into casinos and adult only video stores. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. What's even the point? Why even tease us like that? I don't know. Adult gold dragon can go into the cannabis shop if you have those in your country or state. <laughs> they put one metallic dragon in the whole set and they turned the platinum one into a dude and the gold one into a half a piece of crap man watch it's going to turn into a standard breaking card it's going to get banned but the point is right now as i sit here that card is just shitty it feels a lot like mantis rider look at those stats man it's five mana four three flying lifelink haste that's sort of like fucking Mantis Rider, sort of, sort of like a, and don't crucify me online unless it's on YouTube, sort of like a Baneslayer angel that can buy beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, let's, let's cut it off there, man. That's the... Uh, I've been knocking you down yeah. pegs all day. Can yeah, I can just give me that one? That's the high to leave on because we've already talked about the showcases. They're great. You're scrolling through them. F the borderless cards. Buy, buy altars on our Facebook page instead. <laughs> um, hit our theme song. <laughs> After we say big thanks to Fusion Gaming Online, they are our business daddies and help us bring great content to you for your ear holes and your eye holes and every other hole that you could possibly have us in. Your adult dragon hole. Absolutely. Yeah, you could. No, I wouldn't Google that one if you know what a dragon is. Oh, yeah. Continue. Yeah, you continue. I, yeah, we were thinking about different things, but now we're. Yeah. We're on the we're on the level. The point is, we are going to be back next week to talk about some commander decks from the Forgotten Realms on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song.